Managing change is a business buzzword that has pushed companies to grapple with their identities and plans. People are no different. Generational changes are taking effect that have seen wisdom flow up as well as down. And there are ripples. In this episode, Tanya talks about her personal changes in the 18 months since we last spoke. Among the challenges she has faced is a blueprint that many of us might consider relevant. What is especially interesting is a statement she declares of herself, I am not an automaton. Can we all say the same? Of myself, I don't really know. Thank you, Tanya, as always, for your openness. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Two in a Mic, clocking out. Enjoy. I have a returning, how can I say, friend, of course, but also somebody who we've had some lot, really lots of uh, deep, meaningful conversations with. Tanya, it's so good to have you back. Thank you so much, Zach. It's amazing to be back again. It has yeah, been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, obviously way too long. Um, but the the intervening period is in itself significant and something that we're going to to talk about. There are so many things to to cover, but we're going to try to do so in in our typically entertaining fashion. Um, yeah. I'm not going to pose a question which is going to dictate to you where to go. Uh, you're too independently minded for that to even be a realistic option. You tell me what's been going on. <laughs> a hell of a lot. <laughs> 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 now it's up to me to <laughs> to come up with a, with a structure. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> maybe one thing I I can throw in, and so we go directly. Uh, into a deep dive with this week is going to be my last week at my current job position and that is uh quite uh that had been quite a um, uh a decision for me yeah yeah because it's not only that i'm going to um stop working as a um political analyst for the foreign ministry, but uh, where I've been seconded to the last two years, but um, it is actually the underneath decision that after nearly two decades, I'd like to leave uh, a field where I have been working with immense passion and putting in uh, a lot of myself, a lot of my lifetime, and that is um, all the topic around crisis and um, conflict contexts, about um, fragile contexts. Um, yeah. So here you yeah. go. Throwing yeah. that on the table. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's uh, it's definitely landed with a, a bang. Um, yeah. These are areas, obviously, of significant interest at the moment. They always have been. Um, I think at every stage of human development, we've had, uh, on the one hand, this uh, glorious uh, recognition of other, 
Um, but then thereafter, the unfortunate come down of competition, uh, greed, perhaps uh, conflict and so on. And, and we haven't always as a species been able to manage that particularly well, which is also an unfortunate um, statement of who we are and where we are. Um, is there, I mean, you just mentioned it, 20 years doing mm -hmm. something which you are extremely passionate about. Is there a reason why you've decided now to turn away from that? Yeah, there is. Um, first of all, I think just because I do something for two years or two days or two hours or 20 years doesn't mean that there is an automatism that I have to continue that uh, over and over again. Um, but to be self-conscious and to see, am I still into that uh, as I have been maybe on uh, the first day? And with regards to working on, on and in conflicts uh, and crises, I have changed in the sense of that the work I did in the last 20 years was focusing on a society level and on a political level, um, implementing projects, advising, analyzing um, different stakeholders, um, be it um, tribal elders, be it ministries, be it um, you name it, whoever I've been working with. And I could see that in the last years, I had the tendency and I feel that stronger and stronger that I would prefer to work on a more individual level because I really think, and that might sound a bit, um, in German we would say abgedroschen, like <laughs> maybe used, is like um, peace starts within ourselves. So you can go out there and you can try your best and you can have the best intention to support others, be it in your own society here at home, be it in other societies and try to serve and try to help. Um, if you don't have peace within yourself, then you can't support any other person having peace. Because you wouldn't understand the concept of how it feels to be peaceful anyway. So how can you then support others? Yeah, and so that is that is um, that's one of the reasons. I would really, I'm not, I'm I'm turning my back towards um, what I did um, in the last two decades in the sense of that I'm not interested anymore in going abroad, um, heading projects or being very much in detail uh, involved in uh, um, political yeah, topics or analysis. But I, I found a big um, satisfaction and pleasure in supporting people who are working in that field. Because what I did in the last two years about of the the like task I had on my table uh, while working as the political advisor, I did also had the chance to uh, mentor and to coach colleagues uh, who were working with me in that field. And that is something which gave me really deep satisfaction and uh, a pleasure and joy um to see that I could be of support and help with with my um with my own experiences I had in the past and that is something I really like to to 
continue and to implement. I don't have a F clue how to do that. R really not. So I'm I'm actually leaving my job and I'm leaving the field I have the most experiences in um, without knowing where I'm going to go. But my 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 strong and firm belief is I can't expect something new to come into my life if my hands are already full. So if you want something new to come, you need to create space for it. So that is why I decided, okay, I leave that. I decided that and communicated that, that this summer so that, that there is no space for new things to come. Uh, and that feels mostly very exciting. Sometimes I'm also a bit fearful. Oh, my God, what is going to happen? But that is really, really rare, I have to say. But still, it's also there and it's important to acknowledge. When you mentioned before the attention that needed to be turned towards the self, it, it kind of reminded me of um, something that an Armenian philosopher said in, in a, a couple of centuries ago when he was referring to uh, an organization dedicated to public service. And he said 99% of the organization's work should be focused on serving the public and therefore mm -hmm. carrying out its objectives. However, 1% of the time, it has to focus 100% on itself mm -hmm. because it needs to make sure that it is in a position that it can help others. Yes. Um, and I think that pretty much explains what, what you were trying to say as well. Um, and you can always take this principle, you can either expand it to a, a larger organization or a government or reduce it also to the individual level as you are doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We really do sometimes uh, overlook the the support teams behind successes. Um, this is something which has, especially in public life, you see there are certain people that love to jump on the stage and love to show mm. themselves and love to take uh, all the acclaim and so on. Um, but they could have done bollocks all, if you pardon my use of the term, without a team supporting them and making all of that possible. And sometimes I would ask myself, what's more important within a building? Is it the facade or is it the foundation? Mm. Really right. If you would ask me that question, I would uh, go and I strongly believe that the 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 the, the fundament the, the is the most important for a building. It doesn't matter if it's an organization, if it's a romantic relationship, if it's uh, whatever. Um, and at the same time, it would be it would be very um, unrealistic in within the world we are living um, to say that the facade doesn't matter. And actually, we need both. We need people who are committed to bring the message out there, like maybe also to, you know, to jump on the stage and uh, to be very outspoken. And that is hard work as well as well as it is when you are working on the on the on the basis on the on the fundamentals in the background whatever you need you need <clears throat> dedicated you need dedication uh in uh, these both spheres and what for me is important and what i would actually wish for more is that we don't only have specialists who do the one or the other but then we need a bit more of a generalist who knows both things 
because then you can really create something bigger i think if the people who are standing in the first line understand have like a a really good and stable understanding of what it takes in the background and also the ones in the background to understand what it takes because it's not easy to jump out there and throw yourself out to the public and and i like i would i would like and i would always um go for more more that people do both things or have at least an uh, an idea because that also then will result in more appreciation for the job of the other Yeah, more tolerance was, maybe also mm. it must also be said um in my admission <clears throat> the people who put themselves forward on stage are also the ones who get all of the flack on social media and all the criticism yeah. so yeah. Yeah. um yeah that's very much the case as well and it does take uh, a lot of courage to yeah. do so just so that people can get a bit more of a, of an idea of exactly how difficult it is to work under some of the circumstances uh, in which you operate and people who um, like you have operated in these uh, contexts in these uh, sort of conflict areas and so on mm-hmm. how hard is it to a establish relations um, and thereafter to get those relations that you have created to in some way fulfill the strategies that you believe should be fulfilled in a given area. And I know this is extremely uh, generalized um, and you have worked in some very difficult areas, um, but just to give people a bit of an idea what kind of things you've been doing uh, throughout these two decades. Um, that's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> you have to stop me if I go too long. I was just, okay, let's, um, it had been quite a while that I've been in Afghanistan. It was between 2006 and 2010. Um, but maybe I refer to the time I've been working there. Like, first of all, I never went somewhere uh in with the mindset that i have to convince people that i know the one and only way and that they should follow that way like that i have a fulfilled strategy and i just my my job is only to bring people on board no of course when i when i go to a um uh, another context like for example afghanistan i have a task and me personally, I see the task as a kind of a guideline. So that means first thing is do a reality check if this task is actually uh, possible. You know, like, for example, we did implement um, small scale projects on a community level together with the communities in, in northeast Afghanistan. Um, and so I can't go to the I couldn't have gone to the community saying like, oh, I'm here. Uh, and this is my idea and we do that and that I mean uh, sorry Zach if somebody would do that here come to your quarter from some other countries far country far away it's like okay I know what you need and I'm going to tell you what you need and I'm also going to tell you how you need to do that I don't know where you're going to send him or her but I would send him maybe to the next planet you know like uh, I would not listen at all so it's it's not about that it's about going there learning 
my mindset was always about, okay, I have a task, but in order to see if I can fulfill the task, I need to learn. I'm a guest. I'm listening. And I, that's what I did for hours, listening, talking, sitting, understanding, trying to understand, being very, very conscious that I still am the person I am coming from the country I come from, having the mindset and the education I have, which is like very different from the ones that people had I was sitting with. So then one of my responsibilities like was not, and, th and that is me, and I know that I have people in the field I, I worked in that who, who view it a bit different, but that, that's fine as well, um, is I go there with my task. I double check for myself. I get gather as much information as I can. And then I reflect them back. And then I say, okay, the task I have, the project I should implement, which had been agreed upon between, in that case, Germany and Afghanistan, um, is uh, uh, feasible or is not feasible in this and this parts. And here I have this and this suggestion after I talk with the people on the ground. And then it is very much uh, in, in like an Aushandlungsprozess, a, a negotiation process. Uh, and that is the actual work. The work is not, okay, we implement ABC project. The actual work is, and, and, and the projects are then that what you can see and you can visit and you can take pictures and put in the newspaper or wherever. No, the actual work is, in, is behind the scenes. It does that somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's great. Um, and and that's one of the main topics, I think, which um, I was really hoping as well that you would highlight. It, it's... Um, sometimes people still have this uh, colonialism mentality yeah. that we can go in there and do things because on television we hear people living in caves and we're here in these wonderful buildings. Yeah. Um, as you said, reality check, um, yeah. things are not quite like that. No, no. And, and, and what helps me always is put myself as, as um, the best I can in the shoes of the other. And I can tell you, if somebody would come with that kind of attitude you like were uh, outlining before, I would give them not only one of my middle finger, I would give them both and the huge fuck off, you know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the succinct manner in which you use these terms. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's quite clear. Uh, <laughs> I made myself understand. That's good. Very, very clear. Um, I think uh, you didn't even have to communicate in any specific language. Um, people would have understood. Um, and uh, yeah, that's cool. But so clearly, as you also uh, suggested earlier, that you've amassed a lot of experience and something which you're going to be able to use to pass on and uh, help people to develop their strategies and their methods of working mm -hmm. and, and, and helping them in, in that process. You did also this conflict coach training, mm -hmm. um, and this was a long course, I think you said about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, when you started that, was that also a part of your idea then that you would mm -hmm. be removing yourself from the, the foreign office, as it were? Um, or did that kind of develop over time? No, that was uh, totally independent of that. It was, has not, had nothing to do when I decided last year in summer to start this course slash training. I did that mainly 
for my personal reasons because um like maybe i go one step back because you said before that yeah i'd like to support um colleagues and people who are working in that field and um try to let them yeah maybe have a um an easier way but not only about how to work better but like how to treat yourself better because that is where it boils down to like you can only treat others in the way you treat yourself and when you see a person or when i today when i see a person who is like really aggressive to others like even if you walk down the the road then i am quite sure that this person is treating him or herself even worse because we you know like it is it's mostly we are we are much harder on ourselves than we are on the others um so when i come back to the to the conflict coach training i did that mostly because um i am part of a generation i actually don't know if that today still is the case that when i grew up girls were not meant to be angry and guys boys were not meant to cry yeah so there there are many ladies out there who for the, for them it's um it's difficult to live up to their own aggression but the point is that anger and aggression is also synonymous for um life force i mean you know how energetic you can feel when you are like really angry and when you are able to let it out and there are other options to let that out a part of like really hurtful behaviors like um uh, calling people names uh, or or hitting or shouting or whatever or destroying things uh waging war you know you can also use that force that power differently but we are not we don't learn we don't learn this so i could see that i had the behavior of suppressing my anger and uh, a couple of years before i started that training I did another course where I have been told one thing that really hit me hard by the trainer and she told me I was standing there and and giving like a, a a speech which was the exercise and she was like Tanya are you angry I I have the feeling you are angry and I was like yeah I'm I'm really angry and then she was asking me only one question and why are you smiling And Zach, I didn't realize that because never ever somebody mirrored that to me. And after that, I was more conscious and I was like, yeah, when I was angry, I was masquerading that. I was able, I have the capacity due to the way I grew up to hold that feeling and not to burst out. But that comes to an immense cost inside myself and i was masquerading it was a with a smile but that's that is not sincere and not authentic not towards me and not towards others you know and that is where i was first like well that is really interesting why am i doing that and that's where the journey started and then when i found this actually a very dear friend of mine told me about that training and it hit me directly and I was like okay I'm going to do that so that is that's the reason why I did that and funny enough the whole the whole topic of conflict is still there 
just on another level. And of course, we did also how to mediate conflicts um, between two, uh, two, two different parties, how to be better in your own conflicts with another person, but also within yourself. Because we are so, so aggressive to ourselves. We are so hurtful in some behaviors towards ourselves um, and mostly not conscious about that. So, yeah, I think that is the connection. Yeah. Okay. This, so that this will kind of highlight where you're going to, to go from a career basis anyway. Um, but you also mentioned something before that you're going to undertake uh, during your sabbatical, which may perhaps be a, a part of the process of uh, handling conflict within yourself. I don't know. I've never done this. Um, but I, yeah, maybe it's all connected. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell us a bit more about your your meditation? Uh, what is it? Retreat? Retreat. Yeah, I yeah. can. Yeah. So, um yeah, indeed. I I'm I took another sabbatical for another four months from January onwards, and I'm gonna spend half of the time uh, in Southeast Asia, and I plan to visit one uh, Buddhist temple where I had been already before in 2001, 2008, 12, and 15. So four times. So I'm gonna go there the fifth time now. So it's going to be the fifth retreat. Uh, and it's like a 10 to 12 day Vipassana meditation retreat. Yeah. So where it's going to be me and me can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, um, it is quite interesting because the last time I've been there was in 2015. So it's nearly nine years ago. And when I left the temple the last time, I was really angry and i remember that i told my my teacher uh <clears throat> the, the monk who was my teacher during that retreat i was like but well, that is i don't even know why it should be good to do this retreat shouldn't it be better that we meditate every day that we incorporate and integrate this this things in our daily life instead of like coming here or or closing myself up for a couple of days and then thinking that I'm like all another person like like very exaggerating now and he was smiling mildly at me nodding and he was like yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> it didn't help me <laughs> regulate my anger at that time but um yeah, and uh, what happened in the last nine years that I got better and better in integrating certain, yeah, let's say rituals uh, for myself. And I'm, it's like years now that I'm meditating every day. Uh, and I did not consciously, like cognitively decide to go there. It had been a gut feeling. So when I did the sabbatical, when I applied for the sabbatical, then it was like, yeah, and I think we need to go there now. And I'm, there is a lot of respect inside me uh, for this journey, doing that retreat again, because of what happened in the last nine years. I, I, I was able, uh, and I'm very happy and um, thankful, grateful for that, to discover and uh, work on different layers of yeah issues 
flaws, traumas, uh, you know. And uh, so my fantasy is that the retreat this time might hit quite deep. And that is something where I'm like, yeah, that's why I go there. And then on the other hand side, do I really want that? (laughs) So I don't know what to expect, but that doesn't mean that this is a reason being being a bit fearful doesn't equal to me not doing things you know you can have fear and you can do it and so i'll i'll go there and then i can tell you afterwards mm, yeah looking forward to that um <clears throat> in the next few months then uh, and just to connect some of these things together as well because mm-hmm. i've been reading up on uh, yogic and Buddhist traditions, mm-hmm. uh, belief structures, and so on. And there is this strong element, which you also refer to, love yourself, mm-hmm. uh, learn to love yourself, learn mm-hmm. to appreciate yourself and mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. And from then, of course, as you said, that can shine outwards uh, and encompass those around you. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that's a powerful message. Uh, sometimes we don't show ourselves um the love and respect that we should absolutely yeah and and no wonder because uh not many of us learn that it's something you 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 have to learn you have to be shown and um it is not exactly the value uh, or a value which is very highly regarded in our society i mean it is changing that's at least my perception but uh, I didn't grow up to like uh, and somebody to- told me how to love myself or how to um, have trust in myself. Or, yeah. Mm. yeah. And so we're going to flow now through a number <clears throat> of interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd like that word through a number of interesting topics. And they're all kind of connected as well, because earlier on in this uh, chat, you mentioned how. Uh, it's important for you to be able to help other people um, uh, to, I suppose, given an, an opportunity for them to voice uh, and express themselves and to learn, I guess, about themselves. And this brings us to one of your sort of pet projects, um, which is a lot deeper than just simply being a project. Uh, sensual talk, which is mm. what we started upon ourselves when we mm. first did our podcast and I will put another link in uh, as well uh, so that people could go back to it and find out more about it um, but these these last months um, you also had taken a, a step back from some of those activities too so that should tell people exactly how uh, significant this period has been for you on a personal level but you are going mm-hmm. back into that now aren't you yeah, like the sensual talk is there since 2019 and is with me and it's really a, a kind of a heart issue, I wouldn't want to say project uh, um, of mine. And yeah, indeed, I the, the last um, sensual talk, I used to do that on a, or try to do that on a monthly or bi-monthly uh, base. And the last one I did was beginning of this year. So in the last months, indeed, I didn't do essential talk which does not mean that i am not being busy with the topics under the essential talk 
And actually, I mean, I don't know how things go, but I am I am very interested and I love to I love to create and I love even more to co-create with others because I found that really fulfilling. And so what I did the last months was going out there and asking <clears throat> others if we could co-create things. And there is uh, one lady I very value very much from the dance community here where I live and who is a uh, who also likes to offer things to the community and we are having talks. So uh, maybe next year we will um, give it a try and um, organize something together, which includes um, the element of the central talk. That is one thing. And I'm really excited about that. And very positive about it. And then uh, the other thing is that I do plan to continue with essential talk. And at the same time, I can see that I really like um, to change the format, to change the way I bring it out there. And uh, my hope is also that I am able to use that sabbatical to have better insights of where I want to go, how I want to, how I want to create this, how I want to form that, and then to take it from there. Yeah. Mm. And what has been actually really nice is that that there had been requests for the central talk, that 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 really touched me. That the ladies were coming back to me like, when are you doing the next central talk? And what about the central talk? And still keep sending me links and documentaries or book titles on certain topics uh, which we covered in the central talk so that's really nice yeah yeah it's good to have a community which uh keeps on coming back and uh, yeah there, there is activism within yeah. it yeah yeah cool good okay then i i look forward to hearing more about that as well you also talked there you mentioned the magic word uh, dance um <laughs> yeah <laughs> How's that coming along? Um, bachata, isn't it? Yeah, that is like that. That's one of the dances. Yeah, mm. actually, what changed also uh, in this year is that I started taking classes again. Um, after uh, it took me quite a while after COVID. So last year I was mainly focusing on festivals and going dancing and connecting uh on the social dance floors and so with this year i um, decided to go back to classes so i'm taking of course bachata classes but i'm also taking salsa classes and something i'm really really excited about is that i started a couple of months ago with something i didn't do before which is contemporary dance which is um something like i do for myself it's not like a partner dance uh, and it's 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 great. I, I really love it. I I think if you watch me in the classes, <laughs> there will be a fair amount of laughter. And at the same time, I can see, you know, uh, the Tanya ten years ago, if she would have been in these classes, I know that the version of me ten years ago would have said well, I don't know how to dance contemporary, so I should not be here. You know, it didn't even give me the chance to learn something because I thought always I need to be like quite good from the beginning. And now I'm like, yeah, I am here because I want to learn this because I don't know it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. 
you know and that is quite a change of mindset and uh, of perspective and yeah I really enjoy it um, and I have the intention of continuing it um, just because I like it mm. yeah. you know very good uh, that also reminds me I, I did um, Zumba in the gym for about six or seven sessions and I, I even though I, I I clearly I looked uh, I think I I it described myself as looking like a, a maintenance robot malfunctioning <laughs> um, while trying to do this dance, but uh, or routine, as it were. But it, it really is quite good. And I'd, unfortunately, I've not been able to go back to it for some time um, because uh, the, yeah, the, the sessions are not at the most op optimal uh, time point. But um, yeah, sometimes doing things which you're not good at um, is also quite liberating because the first time I was there, a lady came up to me and said, here, uh, you're, you're a bit stiff, she said. Um, here, you can move anything you want, however you want. Um, so just let yourself go. And I thought, thank you. Because um, I actually, and I, I think she was absolutely correct. And I tried to do that afterwards with comedic effect. Um, but I, I still keep what she says uh, in my mind. Sometimes we think too much about things and we should just do it, as Nike says. Um, yes, and it's it's really interesting that that when the teacher, for example, when the trainer is uh, showing a certain technique or a move, you see it. It's like okay, that's pretty easy. And at the end of the day, I only have two arms and two legs, right? And then when I try to copy that for the first time, I can really see that my body is like, what the hell are you doing there? And I feel as if I have five arms and eight legs and I need to coordinate all of them. And that is, that is, that it has a really funny aspect as well, because I don't have any other um, part in my life where I feel that, you know, and it's beautiful. And then it's also beautiful to see, like, if you just do it slowly and you like, teach your body to do this movement then after a couple of minutes this sensation changes i'm not saying that it's then perfect that i'm doing it perfect it's far from perfect you know but at least i understand the <laughs> how the movement should be yeah, yeah. I, I, and again it's something which you've got to keep going and doing yeah. uh, because you do improve um and i mean for example with yoga i, I would see sometimes the uh, the instructor doing things and i said to myself there's no way my body's doing anything like that um <laughs> But over time, uh, my body has decided to suggest a semblance of similarity with what's going on. And and that's an acceptable situation for me. So uh, <laughs> it's I love good. the way you put it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So we've talked about loving thyself uh, to give a biblical twist to it. But now also it would ap appear there is uh, love some other um and there is another personal change in your affairs as it were uh, if you'd like to talk about that just a little bit yeah i can uh yeah i am uh, in love actually <laughs> shock horror okay. <laughs> how could that happen yeah um i've been in a relationship now now for quite a while and uh, um and that also, like every kind of relationship, <clears throat> loving or rom romantic relationship uh, per se, are 
like a catalyst in uh, in how you perceive yourself and how you are being thrown back to yourself. And one of the most interesting experiences I had with myself in within that relationship in the last months is like I always thought I, well, I had a revelation or I, I thought I had a revelation a couple of years ago when I was um, sitting down and I was like, okay, what kind of relationship do I want to have with a with a man? And then I was writing that down, you know, like how how do I want to feel in my relationship? If I am free to dream it my way, not considering Hollywood, Bollywood, uh, books, <clears throat> romanticism, whatsoever. Yeah, but just me, Tanya, as the person I am, how would I want to live my relationship and how would I want to feel in that relationship? And my lesson learned, or one of the many lessons learned, beautiful lessons learned in the last months were that the one thing is to know what you want And the other thing is to allow yourself to have it. And that is something that had been quite a road for myself because I thought, okay, I have clear what I want for. So I can now be open for whatever is coming and see if that goes in that direction. But then when you get what you are wishing for, or in my case, then I was like, observing myself and understanding that in in quite some situations i i actually didn't allow myself to really have that you know mm-hmm. and uh, and to realize that so why do i behave in a certain way in that situation how why do i feel like that yeah that was quite an interesting development it is still uh, an interesting development because if we don't allow us to get what we want to have what we want we will end up automatically and unconsciously in self-sabotaging yeah which is a horrible thing to do um considering how difficult life can be sometimes it's nice to take care of ourselves yes exactly Mm. yeah Yeah. um what's also wonderful about what's happened with you and this case with your significant other Mm. Um, is that I find you are somebody who has highlighted love, uh, sensuality, um, the the wish to communicate, expand, experience uh, for others. Uh, and, and it's wonderful that you have found somebody with whom you can now uh, expand and experiment the depths of your love and affection. So, yeah, well done. Absolutely. That's really nicely put. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I get lucky sometimes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I would wish for uh, that's the same for the other side, which I Mm. think it is. But yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a few months, maybe we can grab him on the show and have a chat with him. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be quite funny. Yeah. Um, But anyway. yeah, that's. I think that's a fantastic note uh, upon which to halt temporarily because uh, this conversation will continue um, when you're back from your 
trip, uh, but also from your sabbatical and okay. undertaking your other steps. So cool. Thanks for coming back, Tanya. It's sometimes it's, it's not so easy to come back somewhere familiar, but uh, it's you're always welcome. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Zag. It was uh, it was as if I didn't fear the one and a half years in between. It's really nice and, uh, no. to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.